I'm Ryan. Welcome to Bible on the Beach. Our focus is always uh, disciples making disciples, and churches planting churches. And what we mean when we say that is people that follow God, that teach other people to follow God, begin to gather, those are churches, so that as many people as possible can be uh, in God's family anywhere and everywhere that you are in your life. It could be here on the beach, it could be in a coffee shop, it could be in a house, it could be in someone's backyard, um, it could be in a mixed martial arts studio. You know, God loves to put his people in unexpected places. And in fact, this is where I first learned about God, where somebody first invited me to church 30 years ago. It was right here at Trussell's. And so I find myself now in this part of my life uh, as a pastor uh, and with, the, with my home and, and a network of churches um, that are developing around the world based around water. So thank you for joining us today. We've been going through the book of Acts. It's uh, the beginning of the church and what God was doing in and through his people uh, at, at the inception of the followers of Jesus. Now, we're going to pick it up today in Acts chapter 15, verses 1 through 22. Uh, we find that Paul and Barnabas have finished their missionary journey, and now they're back at the first place that they started. Jesus said that you'll be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in Judea, in Samaria and to the other ends of the earth. So they had done all of that. Now they're back in Jerusalem and they're there to settle a dispute uh, and a conflict that had risen up. Now, you don't have to follow God very long to figure out that people have conflicts and that there is a thing called conflict resolution. And um, in our day and age now, it's really common uh, when you have a conflict with someone to just cut ties. Uh, but that's immature. God doesn't want us to cut ties every time we have a conflict. God wants us to be humble, and God wants us to learn what we can from the situation uh, so that we can be more mature and that we can have more character in our life. So they model for us how to handle uh, conflict here. It says, While Paul and Barnabas were in Antioch, some false teachers from Judea uh, came to trouble the believers. They taught, unless you're circumcised, as the law of Moses requires, you cannot be saved. Now this sparked a fierce agreement between the false teachers and Paul and Barnabas. Now, what happened here was their culture was becoming a part of their belief system, just like our culture becomes a part of our belief system. Now, Jesus and the Bible have never changed, but our culture in our life and the culture that we choose, the culture we participate in, that's a fluid thing that changes all the time. Now, what had happened here is there was a group of people that were saying, no, you have to be circumcised in order to be in the kingdom of God. Listen, the gospel is this, Jesus plus nothing. That's the gospel. The gospel is just Jesus. It's only Jesus. It's for Jesus. It's all about Jesus. All you need to know God is to follow Jesus and have him be a part of your life. Now, they were saying that it was Jesus plus circumcision. So, of course, a conflict arose, and now they're going to have to try and straighten this out. So it says, The church appointed a delegation of believers, including Paul and Barnabas, to go to Jerusalem to meet with the apostles and elders of the church and resolve this issue, so the church sent them on their way. So they put a little committee together to try to do this conflict resolution, and so that's a little bit of the backstory here. Now, as they passed through Lebanon and Samaria, they stopped to share with the believers how God was converting 
many among the non-Jewish people. So the Jews were saying, no, you have to be circumcised. Paul and Barnabas were saying, look, we've been going around, we've, like Jesus told us to, to go preach and teach. And actually, a lot of people that aren't Jewish are, are coming into the kingdom of God. So we have a, we need to get this straightened out here. Now, hearing this report brought great joy to all the churches. It will always bring joy to the real followers of Jesus when other people begin to follow Jesus. That's the whole point, is that God would use our life to touch someone else's life. I want you to think right now, is there someone in my life that God wants to use me to touch? And right now I'm reaching out to a friend of mine named Dave. I love him. I care about him. He's my friend. He's a homeless guy here in San Clemente. God's put him on my heart. That's one more person that I want to be able to touch for God in my life, in my town where I live. Now, it says, when they finally arrived in Jerusalem, Paul and Barnabas were welcomed by the church, the apostles, and the elders. Um, they explained to them everything God had done among them. But some of the believers who were of the religious group called separate ones were insistent, saying, we must continue the custom of circumcision and require that people keep the law of Moses. So the apostles and elders met privately to discuss this matter further. After a lengthy debate, Peter rose to his feet and said to them, Brothers, you know how God has chosen me from the beginning to preach the wonderful news of the gospel. So what happens here is they had a conflict, and then the decision-making came down to the people who had the most street cred. Now, at the time, it was Peter and Paul. Peter was with Jesus from the beginning of his ministry, and then Paul was chosen by Jesus to be his apostle to both Jews and Gentiles. So these were the most significant, influential leaders in the early church. It was Peter and Paul. He says, God knows the hearts of every person. Confirm this when he gave them the Holy Spirit, just like he's given the Spirit to us. So now, not one thing separates us from Jew and Gentiles, for when they believe, he makes their hearts pure. So that's the gospel. All you have to do is believe in Jesus, and God will make your heart pure. It's as simple as that. In fact, if you're watching this right now and you feel far from God, you can just say, Lord, I believe in you. Lord, I follow you. And right then, God says, you have new life, and my grace is working in and through you. So now not one thing separates us as Jews and Gentiles, for when they believe, he makes their hearts pure. So why on earth would you now limit God's grace by placing a yoke of religious duties on the shoulders of the believers that neither we nor our ancestors have been able to bear? Religious people love to throw a bunch of religious rules at people and it's just silly all god says just just put me in your heart follow my word and go live your life for me it's very very simple very very simple and but religious people love to make things complicated they love to make things difficult they love to make things hard and they don't need to be jesus makes things simple Verse 11, don't you believe that well, we have been introduced to eternal life through the grace of our Lord Jesus, the same grace that has brought these people new life? Now, verse 12, everyone became silent and listened carefully as Paul and Barnabas shared with the council at length about the signs and wonders and miracles God had worked through them while ministering to the non-Jewish people. When they finished, Jacob took to the floor and said, ladies and gentlemen, Peter has explained thoroughly what God has determined to win a people for himself from among the non-Jewish nations. So here's the deal. God wants all people, all races, all places, and all nations to be in his family. 
that's what they came to the conclusion about. And this fulfilled an Old Testament scripture that said, After these things I will return to you and raise up the tabernacle of David that has fallen into ruin. I will restore and rebuild what David experienced so that all of humanity will be able to encounter the Lord, including the Gentiles, whom I have called to be my very own, says the Lord, for I have made known my works from eternity. Verse 19, so in my judgment, we should not add any unnecessary burden upon the non-Jewish converts who are turning to God. We will go to them as apostles and teach them to be set free from offering sacrifices to idols, sexual immorality, and eating anything strangled uh, with blood. For many generations, these words of Moses have been proclaimed every Sabbath day in the synagogue. So the gospel is very, very simple. It's just Jesus. It's just Jesus. Jesus and the Bible will never change. The culture around us changes. You may find yourself living at the beach, living in the mountains, living in the United States, living in El Salvador, living in Papua New Guinea, living in Indonesia, living in Mexico, living in any of the over nearly 200 countries that are in the world. Those are just cultural places. We don't have a cultural identity. We have a character identity, a Christ-like identity, and it's Jesus and his word what he's saying to us. That's why every time in Bible on the Beach, I always say, God, give us the ears to hear what you want us to hear today. Give us the eyes to see what you want us to see today. And give us the heart to feel what you want us to feel today so that we can be your ambassador and be your example, be your representative everywhere that we find ourselves today. That's the gospel. That's what God's doing. That's how he's molding us and working in us. I want to let you know I consider it an honor and a privilege to be able to teach the Bible on the beach. I've been, I'm being faithful. God's put it on my heart to teach the entire Bible, one part at a time, on video, Bible at the beach. I'm being faithful. If you're getting something out of this and it's teaching you and encouraging you, would you do me a favor and text and tell someone else? I remember when we had one subscriber and two and three. Now we're up to 46. Someone texting, someone telling, hey, follow along. God can speak to you every day through his word. And if this is helping you, please do that today. And God will use you in your life to bless someone else. That's how God works. Until next time, have a beautiful day.